0: Hello again. Welcome to another episode. My name is Walter Onyango and this is how I really feel about sin and evil. So, I don't believe in sin. Bloody hell, this podcast had dropped 2000 years ago. There'd be believers waiting for me outside, stones in hand. Cause how dare I, right? Well, let us go down my list of trespasses. Um, I lie. I fornicate quite happily, I might add. And I don't put God first. Oh, I can see heaven slipping away. But let us examine these things. Let me start with the first one, that I lie. What does it mean to lie? Well, it not only means saying things that are not true, half-truths, or omitting parts of the truth, but also lying about who you are, saying that you are something you are not, or saying yes when you'd rather say no, or being around people you don't like because you're afraid of being alone. All this, I think, is dishonesty. But why? Why do I lie and manipulate? Why do we lie and manipulate? Well, when I was young, usually after a violent episode at home, I used to seek out my mother to leak my emotional wounds and validate me. Obviously, she was unavailable and wasn't able to do so. But being a human being with needs, I tried to do one, two, three things, i.e. manipulation, to heal my mother's wounds so that she can be available to cater for my needs. But little did I realize that there was nothing I could do to get my mother to pay attention to me. But frequent events like this that is, me seeking out my mother and she being unavailable to cater to my emotional needs, they led me to develop a deep sense of inadequacy. Thus, if I didn't think I was okay just as I was, I had to lie and manipulate my way into other people's good graces, lest they abandon and or neglect me. This is how children develop by the way, neglecting children's emotional lead leads them to develop very inaccurate beliefs about their work. That's why you find a lot of orphaned kids have abandonment issues and a deep-seated sense of worthlessness. So, what am I saying that my lying and manipulative behavior in adulthood came from An unmet desire to be loved and validated? Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. There are certain things called uh, paradigms. These are like programs written in our emotional system that we use to navigate life, and they are mostly developed in childhood. They are basically us reacting to life situations the way we reacted as kids. That stuff gets ingrained in our emotional systems. In my case, like, my father used to be angry most of the time. So, So, I grew up being afraid of angry people and intense emotions. And my mother was emotionally unavailable a lot of the time. So I tended to attract unavailable women as a way of reenacting my childhood experience with my mom. Because it was the only way I knew how to relate to the opposite sex. Seeing as how your mother is usually your first object of love. And I think this is how, like, women who believe men are untrustworthy tend to attract untrustworthy men. And men who think women will always cheat tend to attract. Cheaters, then they say, See you, Nana. and then the cycle perpetuates itself. Paradigms. The mind is the most powerful thing, I think. Let us examine my fornication. Like I mentioned in my previous episode, I had my first sexual encounter with a girl when I was 15. Followed by a period of sexual repression, attempted celibacy, and acting out sexually through looking at images of beautiful women on social media and through fantasy. Hey, for a long time, I had mad sexual anxiety due to a lot of factors, not just uh, religion. To the point where I couldn't have sex a few times with girls from my past. Half the time I would lose my erection, the other half I would avoid intercourse altogether because of various anxieties surrounding it. I will expand on my sexual anxiety in a later episode. But it's curious to me why do a lot of cultures and religions work so hard to repress sexual energy, to the point where some can even cover up the women to the eyes. It's quite interesting. But imagine an authority in your life when you're a child, say be it your parent or your religious leader or your role model, whatever, say they come up to you and tell you that when you get to adolescence, you'll start to develop interest in the opposite sex and in having sexual relations with them. And it's okay, it's normal, because I went through it too. But I don't think it's a good time for you to start being sexually active. So instead of repressing this energy, you can transmute it into creative pursuits like drawing or wood carving or pot making and also into sporting pursuits like football and boxing, whatever. Hmm. Oli, are you saying that there is a society that encourages vulnerability between parents and children? and that breeds well-adjusted men and women, I'd like to know if it exists as well, unless it is an indigenous and traditional society that still has phases of initiation for boys and girls. But we are sexual beings, and we can meet this fact with courage and vulnerability. We can overcome the shaming, demonizing, And perfecting of sex that society, a lot of religious people, and porn does, respectively. But shifting gears. Am I sinful and evil? Sinful, no. Evil, partly. We all have evil in us. Strengths and flaws light and dark, good and evil, yin and yang. There is no good without evil. I don't believe in sin because I don't think we should outcast parts of ourselves that certain people deem flawed. I think we should become curious about these parts of ourselves that seem ugly. You'll be surprised to find wounds that only needed your attention to heal. And I don't think you can live a full life without you looking at that darkness that is within you. It's not a demonic thing. It is part of our human nature. And it's okay to be human. I think the same can be said about controlling behavior, entitlement, a lot of our anxieties and fear of vulnerability. I think we should accept these parts of us and put up boundaries against them. Because, you see, not knowing our darkness and not feeling our pain means that we offload it on other people. And I think this is the cause of a lot of problems in our relationships today. So what do I do for my lying and manipulation? Well, I practice developing integrity and authenticity. And I have a friend who acts as my accountability partner in my attempts to keep authentic and having integrity. But how well do you know yourself? Do you live wholeheartedly and with vulnerability, or according to other people's standards, or by seeking external approval? Do you wonder why you keep doing certain things, why you keep reacting to certain situations in certain ways, why you keep attracting certain people? Get curious about yourself. Examine yourself and share yourself with people you trust. I think the world will benefit from more people just being themselves and being human.